Hello, welcome to another episode of Chatbox Podcast. Today's music is called Floating by Smith the Mister. Enjoy. Stop it. I'm going to talk versus. <laughs> <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't I ready. Didn't say I didn't anything. know what else I was going to talk about. <laughs> I just knew I wanted you've to be never the first given, one to say anything. You've never been given this opportunity before, so what will you do with your platform uh, now? <laughs> you know what we should do? Just what? like. Oh, we should save this idea for April, uh, for an April first f- fool's joke or fool's prank or whatnot mm-hmm. for this podcast. Mm-hmm. We should record a podcast like normal format as is or whatnot, but try to go as fast as we can through it. So we only give each other like three seconds to talk about our experience, then your experience through a thing, and then we move on to the next session and talk about next week and then close it immediately. Whoa. It's like a five minute podcast. Do you think? Oh my god, a thought box. <laughs> Thursday on a or not a thought box sorry a chit chat box on a Monday kind of yeah and then with the, like all and then the, the chit chat box gizmos, the music yeah yeah and, like and the then music the chit chat box can be the full episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we mix it up <laughs> <laughs> look at us get it whoever is listening probably does funny. not give a crap <laughs> not yet not, not yet, yet not but you will attitude, Paula come oh, on it's my fault Sorry, 2020 guys. is going to be the year that this podcast blows up. And if not, then it'll be 2021. <laughs> <laughs> and if not 2021, 22, 2022. People. Vision 22. <laughs> and if not, then, well, then we'll maybe we can then going. give up. No. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I think we have to give it at least five years. Oh, man. What, did you, do you want to do this for the rest of your life? Oh, that would be strange. Can you imagine being 55 and doing this? Wow. We would have to back, have some success if we did this till we, we were 55. We would have to. But then also think about, like, man, historians would want to listen to our podcast. Historians. Just this is what it was like back in the 2020s. Oh, my you know? gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's true. We Although there's be... going to be a lot of stuff to look back at because you have everyone posting things on the internet now. This is like the modern version of a journal. Yeah. Wait, do, oh, so I have a question for our listeners, as you can hear. We clearly aren't very popular. Um, so just to help us out, if you have any idea where we could like post that we have a, a podcast or like where we could get attention <laughs> or like where do you find podcasts that you look for, like articles, blogs, newspapers, I don't know, just send them my way. We're at Chatbox Podcast. I'm on Instagram. Nate is on the Twitter. Um, do you want to hear something funny? Yeah. We do more help or we help more people, more kids in China learning how to speak English through the people who reach out oh to us gosh. than anyone else. <laughs> Yeah. On and I still talk to them all the time on oh Facebook. Oh my gosh! On Facebook, we have a we have like all of these like I don't know if they're real accounts or fake accounts, but they're like all from China, <laughs> and they're all like "hello," and we're like "hi there," and then they're like, Hello, "My name is my name is Chris or, Josiah something. or something." Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's like "Hi, Chris, hi. where are you from?" And yeah. then like, "Why then do you want to know?" Yeah. Well, they say something like "Hello, how are you?" Like after here. you ask, yes. "Yeah, I am here." <laughs> So we're really a hit in in international. Oh, we're helping um, people learn English. We do everything on this podcast. You're welcome, world. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we should probably at least, uh, get going. At least we do something. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Exciting. We have an exciting episode. This is our first book club episode. Okay, so roll the music. Roll it, roll it, roll it. Roll it, roll it, roll it. Thanks.
Hi, Paula and Nate here. Welcome, Welcome to, to Chatbox. This week we are discussing Shirley Jackson's short story, The Lottery. Um, this is something that I read in high school and it's mm. left a huge impact on me. Nate, I you also, also read this? I read this in high school and... Um, you know, I'll talk more after I after I share with you something. We have a quick uh, problem. A I used to have a problem in high school, Paula. Did you know this? A quick note from our sponsor. No, I used to have a problem at high school. This oh. is what we're talking about first. Oh, okay, never Do mind. Do you know what my problem was? <laughs> what? When I was young, cool, hip, and, you know... And we all know Nate was. <laughs> free to do anything I wanted to do in this world. I had a hard time sharing it on my social media because I actually had no friends who were willing to take photos of me. Do you know why this was? No, because you weren't actually popular or cool. <laughs> <laughs> because I wasn't that. But in case I did need it to be, I could have used uh, something like this. Uh, oh, this is a note is from our sponsor. sponsor. Wow. Firstpickapp.com. Once again, firstpickapp.com. Firstpick is a mobile marketing platform that connects freelance photographers with paying clients. Firstpick is easier and more enjoyable to use than Craigslist or word of mouth and will save time between photographers' uh, jobs being booked. 75% of photographers are not being paid their worth, while 60% of clients have a hard time finding their ideal photographer. And we're not here to just capture an image. We're here to maintain one. Exposure doesn't and pay your bills, get paid for your work. So I could have used this app in high mm -hmm. school to when find you didn't a photographer to make my life look more interesting online when I didn't have friends who could take my photo for me. You know, something so funny. So I was just on vacation with my family. I was in Orlando. Mm. I did the mm -hmm. Disney thing. I did mm -hmm. the Universal thing, Harry mm -hmm. Potter World and all of that really fun stuff. Guess yeah. what I guess what I did? Guess what I posted as my thought box Thursday What'd and you do? guess what photos What'd you I got? Post selfies selfies my mom is literally a photographer and, and she wouldn't I, take a photo of you she would no she would have i just didn't ask oh. she did uh, get some really cool photos that i'll be releasing eventually but you know i just thought it was really you funny say all the time <laughs> yeah. Paula. let me just reiterate mm. sometimes you just have to ask for what you want i want you, you to shut up <laughs> <laughs> And leave me alone. <laughs> wow. I'll say it. You heard stop. it here first, people. Paula is mean. <laughs> I yeah. mean, we all know that. But I'm also, what is it? A boss ass bitch. And boss ass bitches get shit done. Mm. So, anyways, the lottery so anyways, by Jackson. <laughs> let's talk about the lottery here. So, this is a short story, which I guess yeah. was too long for Nate, but it's only eight pages. Okay. Um, I need to reiterate. I did some reflecting, and I yeah. understand why I think it's long. Okay. Well, first, let's give a synopsis or summary of what the lottery is. But first, so, let me explain why I thought it was long. Let's give a summary first, and then you can explain why you think it's long. So it how was long what the story because <laughs> when I was listening, I, I was listening to an audio book. Um, an audio book? Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I found it on Spotify. Um, <gasps> no so, way. Oh, yes way. Wow. And it was actually read by the original <gasps> person. Shirley herself? Shirley Jackson herself. What? And do you know when it was recorded? No. It's like 1942 or something. <laughs> oh, and that's when the book was, or sorry, that's when the article was published. I think it was published in a newspaper. Yeah, and so uh, when I was listening to it, 
mm-hmm. I will let you know my experience after. First, we explain what we the lottery is. We give a summary, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know why I didn't explain it first. That's ridiculous. Oh my gosh, yeah. I wish I had thought about explaining it first so people could follow along with our book club. So anyway, the story goes, um, <laughs> you're in like this little town and everyone is lining up and it's like yep. this big ordeal and yep. Mr. Summers is like, calling out families and it's organized yep. and kids are playing blah 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 all this stuff yep. and there's this big black box and uh yep. everyone or sorry a representative of a family takes a slip and then everyone like calls out the family's name and they look at the slip and there's one slip with a black dot on it mm-hmm. the black dot uh means that the family has to draw yep. um again as as a unit and then um whoever has a black dot or out of the family, whoever gets the black dotted strip of paper gets stoned to mm-hmm. death. Mm-hmm. And that's the story. Fascinating story. <laughs> Fascinating story. It's a summary. It's definitely worth the read. And I think, like, oh, I think it's brilliantly done. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you, when you first read it, like, this blew my mind. Like, when you first read it, like, it's so jovial and it's happy. Yeah. And there are, like, small little foreshadowing, like, things like when they hesitate to help mm-hmm. move a box or something mm-hmm. or, but like they're joking throughout it everyone's very happy cheerful the kids are playing with rocks you know like mm-hmm. and then suddenly very suddenly like they get this slip and it's like a lottery too so you think like they're mm-hmm. winning something that someone would want it's um, like they intentionally made it that way it's like it's intentional yeah yeah Yeah, it like puts you into this falsehood uh space of safety security and then boom hits you in the face like something that hits you in the face it does it left a huge impact on me i don't know about you on your face on my face it would (laughs) have if i had won the lottery (laughs) literally would have hit me in the face uh, I read it in high school as well. Mm-hmm. I I remember the story, so obviously it had some sort of an impact. Uh, but I also recall hating English class, and so I did not enjoy oh. anything that we were forced to read. Um, <laughs> and also, like, they never wrote stories or books, um, you know, that teenage me was interested in reading. And so, I don't know. That was that was always my hardest part. I hated reading. Aww. I wanted to spend my time elsewhere or doing other things. And I did not enjoy what it was we were reading. Huh. Um, because we had to read these fictional things. Huckleberry Finn. Um, <laughs> we had to read um, <laughs> this, for example, The Lottery. Poor baby. What else did we read? <laughs> Mice and Men. That was an interesting story, I guess. I'll give it to them. We had to read men. this one. Mm-hmm. It was called The Pact. This isn't a fictional story. This is a real story about um, these three um, inner city kids who made a pact together and ensured none of us would drop out of college once we got into college and made it all the way through college. Mm-hmm. And then, like, their whole purpose was to help kids, you know, um, get there too. But, like, that wasn't applicable to, like, to me. I got straight A's in high school and I was going to U of M <laughs> by the time I was reading the book. <laughs> And, like, isn't so, like, very, very snarky me who just did not enjoy high school um, and all of the click culture and that kind of thing. I was just like, I, this book is useless to me. And, Aww. like, <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> I don't need to read this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I love stories like that, like, when you go through other people's mm-hmm. side of the story. Because then you, you gain 
empathy and you gain mm-hmm. culture too. Like you can see, you can literally, it's like, I don't know. It's like putting on right. other people's shoes and walking in them. Sure. You know? I get that. Yeah. So it's the yeah. lottery. The lottery. So I remember the story yeah. enough so that way when I started reading it, it just came back to my head. I already knew the plot twist and the end, that kind of thing. Okay. But then my other issue was I listened to an audio uh, version of it as I read it. Um, that was recorded by the same person, the Shirley Jackson, whoever. Um, and when she recorded it back in 1942, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I, I Don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, there was like record static in the background, and then her voice. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it sounded like she was on her way to her own funeral. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> and Mr. Summers pulled out the next ticket. <laughs> oh my gosh. I guess Shirley yeah. Jackson. Yeah, I haven't actually read anything about her. But mm-hmm. I did br- read like a really brief summary when I was looking for um, mm-hmm. a hard copy. I went to the library to go read this, and mm-hmm. she's had a she's had a life. <laughs> she's had a life. She's yeah. had a life is sure. is all I want to say because I don't know too much. But <laughs> <laughs> well, by the time I got to listening to this thing, that's why it took too long because the rate I was reading it at. <laughs> was so much slower than what I could have read oh, that. Oh, I see. Also, okay. I already knew the end, so I already knew the point. So you were and just so waiting. So it felt like eight to nine pages to shock me for something that's not going to shock me. <laughs> <laughs> but was it interesting? I thought it was interesting to reread it. like Somewhat. Because when I first read it, like it w- I was very happy-go-lucky about it. Like There were some small things that I was like, huh, that's a weird way to respond to like sure. winning the lottery or something like that. Sure, like, sure. Uh, just small thing and then like jaw dropped when i read Mm -hmm. like the last bit there because it's like basically Mm -hmm. like the last two sentences where you realize like right what's going on what's happening yeah Yeah, like i was just like (gasps) (laughs) so this Mm. next time around i thought it was super insightful because you can see so many other little hidden clues and uh, foreshadowing like the like mr summers like is such an opposition to to the whole thing, he, this jovial, slightly like incompetent mm. man. He's just like in charge of like random chord, a chord. Um, right. Fascinating. In opposition to like this little broken up, beat up black box that like no one wants to replace because of like quote right. unquote tradition, which brings me to like the first theme I want to talk about, um, which is the danger of like blind tradition versus progressive mm. movements. I mean, I feel like that's like a big. That's like the first thing that you would think of in terms of this story. Yeah, I think tradition is flawless and we should always follow it as shown in this story. I think no harm can come from blind tradition. I I truly believe the same. I truly believe the same. I think if our parents did it, we should do the same. Oh my gosh. It's only fair, right? It's only fair you get the same years in the lottery as your elders before you. Otherwise, you're cheating the system and that's disrespectful. Well, that's, that's just my position. Gosh, you would get along with, I forget what his name was, but the old guy who had been in like 70 lotteries. Mm. And he was so proud of it too. Who wouldn't be? People are proud of Vietnam. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. <laughs> and then also, like, another thing that was kind of trippy was that other towns had disbanded mm. with the lottery. Mm. And there was such disgust with that change. And it was just, like, it was really, uh, like, it's so interesting because this is such a relatable 
right. storyline. Like, even though it was written in the 40s, like, I can relate right. it to, like, modern day life. Like, um, It reminded me of The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games? Very similar themes, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, the government is against the 13 districts and blew up the 13th district because they revolted. And now they remind everyone we all had to compete in this survival game. You pick two people from each district. Mm-hmm. And this is a thing we celebrate now just to remind people of the tradition or why are we doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the same idea with the lottery, uh, you know, tradition, we're going to keep doing this. Yeah. No, well, with the with Hunger Games, I think it's different yeah. because, like, the government has such manipulative control over these other factions. Factions? Clicks? Districts. Or, districts, thank you. Yeah. Um, no problem. Because they, like, They're control. Yeah, they control everything and they control the money and, like, there's mm-hmm. the rich of rich and the poor of poor. So, like, making change, like, has to involve a rebellion. Whereas with the lottery, like, it seemed like everyone was very, like, equal in terms of like where they were placement wise mm. like it was a little town oh like there's no hierarchy yeah to, there's no like yeah. forced hierarchy because there's like no advantages or disadvantages yeah fair game you all got a ticket in the box that is yeah and then unless also you read the lottery part two by myself i wrote that part and it's um it's it's very very insightful so mr summers actually rigs the black box uh, and takes his name out every year oh my gosh <laughs> i do but think you don't, that. That no, you don't get that version you don't get that version and i'm still finishing that up i i got to get the copyrights uh to go and continue the story mm-hmm. um and then that's actually uh what turns into the hunger games this is actually a prequel of the oh, hunger wow. games Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I also had to get copyrights to that one too, so I I don't think my story will ever come. I'll, I'll out. help you write the letters. I'm sure we'll oh, get thanks. copyright. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, to get back on topic, like I just uh, I think you know it's funny because like it is the village itself that decides to continue doing it because obviously we've seen that other villages have disbanded it, mm-hmm. so the option to move progressively. To think mm-hmm. individually, to um, set foot in a new right. era, is right. is unanimously being um, ignored. Like people right. are still agreeing to do the lottery because quote unquote blind tradition. Right, right, right. And another thing is like it's so random in terms of how they keep this blind tradition. Like they don't know how it started, they don't know mm-hmm. the reason why it started or where it came from, or like even a it's lot of probably like probably food rationing. If I had to take a guess. I mean, little Jimmy was eating too much, so they decided to make a lottery. They decided so to they eat could chop Jimmy. up little Jimmy and eat him. Oh yeah. my gosh! Well, I think that's part of like the whole story. Like you can mm. you can think about like the reasoning and have all these like fantasies and ideas, but like the whole mm. point is that like there is no current purpose. It's purposeless. Mm. It's just tradition. Right? Yeah, exactly. Which which is always the perfect reason to continue on. Exactly. The only reason. So, and again, like how it like relates <laughs> to current modern day life too. Like, do you mm. remember um, uh, the LGBTQ movement? LGBTQIA sure. movement? Sure. Like, I think it was, gosh, it was a while ago. So not current, current, but like. Really, really big emphasis though between, uh, what was it, late 80s, early 90s until uh, mid-2015 when it became like same-sex was legalized mm-hmm. or same-sex marriage was legalized, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, people were, like, straight up. It was, like, that old guy who was, like, what next? Like, if we stop mm-hmm. the lottery, like, something. He was, like, just, he's freaking out. And right. he was, like, absolutely not. Like, I've been in 70 lotteries, blah, blah, blah. blah and this right. is not the way. Like, same exact thing. Like, wow, we're going to have, like, same-sex marriage. That's never been the way it's been done and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, like, all this stuff. And what's next? Like, people are going to start marrying hams and dogs right. and things like that. Um, Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Barack Obama, when he ran for his presidential campaign, uh-huh. was actually against same-sex marriage. Uh, really? That was his initial stance. Uh-huh. Um, but then you can't stop the world from changing, right? And mm-hmm. so I don't know if he still believes that or not personally as an individual, but of course later on, I think it was in June of 2015, uh, nationally same-sex uh, marriage became uh, legalized, and that was... A really big push by Obama himself, mm. but I think, you know, if that wasn't his personal stance, what inspired him to do that? I mean, it's just it it goes to like individual preference sure. towards like greater good. I think, mm-hmm. you know, like what, and that's why, like, I mean, we might as well get political. That's why, like, I oh, we're going for it. Uh, uh, I mean, okay, so here's the reason why I'm pro-choice. Is because I don't oh, believe I don't believe that I should control other <laughs> mm-hmm. people's lives. Like I shouldn't mm-hmm. have a say, and I shouldn't be the judge of like what you can do with your body. Like mm-hmm. I think you should have the choice. Like if you don't want to have an abortion, great. No one's forcing you to. If you do mm-hmm. want to get an abortion, great. Like no one's forcing you not to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I just feel like we're in America, like land of the freedom land of the free sorry Mm. we should be able to do what we want and have access to it Uh, and plus like pro-choice is majority like contraception and is the only proven way to lower abortion rates anyway so it's a win-win for everyone just saying 90 percent of it is like contraception and some of it is like healthy birth like things like they do ultrasounds and things like that um Mm. Like, a very, very small portion, less than, like, 20% is actual abortion. Right. So. Interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting idea that somewhat relates to the whole tradition dies young, though. Um, I feel like people weren't getting as divorced as much uh, back in the day, though, either. Um, and people. I think that's, like, that's also been, like, a large um, uh, influence as like the whole pro-choice pro-life thing mm-hmm. like back in the 40s and 50s and this is minus all like the domestic violence that would happen and all that mm. um, when people got married people got married yeah um, they couldn't get divorces and so um, I think like the structure of a family for example um, I think when it comes to like the whole tradition dies young thing or whatnot, the structure of family or the institution of family would better support a pro-life campaign back in the day rather than today where people can go ahead and get married, get divorced the next day, um, marry multiple people, uh, polyamorous relationships. They can have casual casual relationships where they can um, have casual sex without um, ever, you know, committing to each other, mm-hmm. you know, holistically, you can have sex without a relationship now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's, that's an interesting change with the emphasis and how things have changed over the whole like pro-life and pro-choice movement yeah. as well. Well, also like another thing to think about is, you know, women couldn't even have bank accounts with the per- without the permission of their husbands. Really? Yeah, like How that long is. How ago was that? Like, like same time. Recently, period? like at least I mean, like fifties, definitely not 
any bank mm. accounts. Like you couldn't get a loan without your husband. Like you couldn't take care of yourself. You could barely get a job. Mm. Um, and that was like in the fifties. I think it switched over with like women's rights around seventies, eighties question mark. I don't know enough about this. And that's also um, when like, yeah. And I that's also when divorces were starting to come through. Hmm. Well, I think the whole women's movement thing started. There's a large cultural or emphasis um, with that uh, during World War II when mm-hmm. manufacturing jobs then had a greater female presence because all the men were away fighting and fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when men came back, um, you know... Uh, I, Independent, some, strong women didn't yeah, want to go yeah, back yeah. to being dependent. I, that would be like my largest guess as to like what would influence that most, but... Yeah. Um, well, I mean, just rights in general. Mm-hmm. Like, the civil rights happened before women's rights. That is correct. Yeah. So, and uh, I don't know. Like, again, it's America, land of the free. Like, choice is great. The fact that you can have polyamorous relationships and, like, education, mm-hmm. safe sex, like, all of that great stuff. Like, that's the whole point of what we stand for. Mm. Like, that... <laughs> We are a melting pot. We are people's people. We are representative of the world. So I think the more choice we have, the more education we have, the better a world and culture and community we can have as well. Mm. So I believe in divorces if you need one. Getting trapped in a marriage. Gosh. Like, <laughs> That's a tough could you imagine? <laughs> right. <laughs> gosh. And like, I still right. think like you can. And that's, like, another thing, too, because I believe, like, if I get married, like, I absolutely, like, the last thing I want to do is get into a marriage that I have to mm-hmm. get a divorce from. No, yeah. Like, I don't think anyone initially plans on getting into a marriage just to divorce later on. I think when people get married, they get married for the most part because they like the other person. Yeah. And, um, like, I also think, I know I know there are some people who probably are, like, I can always back out. So it's a safety net, which I think is good. Mm. But, like, I'm going to fight the fight. I'm going to fight the good fight. Um, like, I'm if not just going to. Yeah, no. I, something at the first sign th- of, like, <laughs> hardship. <laughs> okay, this is bye. concerning, though. Like, if, if you think, oh, I can back out, so that serves as a safety net. Like, I don't even think, like, if that's on your mind while getting married to this person, I mean, yeah, sure. I guess, like, as an independent, like, individual human being, that's a good responsible thing to think of, all mm-hmm. options, and what are you going to do about that? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also concerning because, like, is that a healthy relationship if that's what you're thinking about, you know, um, going into it? But I mean, I, I just think it's nice to have that safety net. It's like when you no, yeah, decide sure. if you want to have sex or not and you have contraception. Right. And then, like, you get to decide worst, worst, worst case scenario. If I do have a child, I have a decision. Or sorry, if I do get pregnant, I have a decision between an abortion or not. Right. I just believe in choice. I believe in free will, freedom, America. Okay, great. Back to the lottery, though. Because <laughs> we've gotten super political, and we're probably... This is what we're going to get popular for, being... <laughs> problematic. Um, okay, so blind tradition versus progressive movement. That's obviously a theme. Um, I also think individual rights, we touched on this. Um, versus greater good. So, like, with the whole town deciding that they want to continue with the lottery, I think this is a type of, like, avoidance in terms of getting punished or avoidance of branching out or being, like, the odd one out or the one to oh, be put under heat. Oh, you mean 
the fear of being the odd person out and saying, no, let's not do this tradition. Exactly. The quote unquote hero that we know, Mm -hmm. like when people make history, those figures, like Mm -hmm. it's scary. Um, Or what's that quote? Like well-behaved women never make history or something like that. Um, Mm. Versus the greater good. Like you have to make sacrifices. um, Marilyn Monroe say that. I don't know who said it. I feel like that's a Marilyn Monroe quote. I don't know, (laughs) but it sticks. I think it's true. I think like it's really hard for people to stand out because isn't it uh, like, didn't you tell me that there have been experiments done where if, you know, there are a bunch of actors and there's one real person. Oh, Eleanor Roosevelt, that's who said it. Oh. Oh, and also Marilyn Monroe. Oh, Oh, they both said it. And a whole bunch of other people do. Oh, Fantastic. Lots of people said Lots it. Of hey, people even agree. Paula said it. Wow, I did. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But back to curious. the point. So in a in group experiments, they have a bunch of actors who like all stand up when a bell rings in a dentist office or something, and like the one person who isn't an actor will stand up too because of other so people who are doing group it. Group think principles. Group think, right? yeah, and then slowly like actors will go out and new people will go in. Or they did this with monkeys too. This is with monkeys with, like, and the bananas. Yeah, bananas. And anyone who went for a banana, they all got sprayed. With water, and yeah. rotated monkeys out and then all the monkeys started self-policing each other because none of them wanted to get sprayed out of tradition. Yeah. And then all new monkeys who never tried getting a banana or never touched the banana. Um, never went for it, but updated, would like beat up other monkeys. New ones that did come in and go for it, they'd beat them up. Yeah, yeah which is crazy. So mm-hmm. I think like that's another theme in the lottery. That like, mm-hmm. no, no one's ready to become a hero. Mm-hmm. Or, so I don't know, branch out, be an individual. Yeah, or um, be smart like Mr. Summers and just take your ticket out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah probably i also think another theme is like the unlucky draw so Mm -hmm. in terms of like how the lottery works like i think it's quote-unquote fair in terms of like everyone in the village has to take a ticket except for that one guy who broke his leg and like wasn't Mm -hmm. joining the lottery that day no i think he still had an alibi he still had someone else uh sub in for him oh wow i think if i recall it correctly i read it like two weeks ago yeah i don't I don't know. But Mm. I also think it's like the randomness of who gets punished for nothing. Mm. Like this person is innocent aside from Mm -hmm. picking a slip that has a dot on it. Right. So completely random, complete random punishments. And I think this is like representative or related to like, say, minority figures like race, sex, Mm -hmm. sexual inclination, inclination. Um, Sexual orientation. Orientation. Thank you. Inclination. Um, I'm inclined to like I'm a woman. Inclined to men. <laughs> <laughs> or sexual identification. Build on this idea a little bit more. What are you saying? Like unlucky draws and how it relates to social identities. Yeah, I think it's like people get punished for these minority roles, but it's there are things that are just completely out of our control. Like my hair mm. is brown or auburn, mm-hmm. auburn, whatever it is. And that's out of my control unless I dye it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But like, whether I dye it or not, it's always going to grow auburn. Should I be punished for that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like the unlucky draw of like, it's the randomness of it. Because the whole lottery is completely random. Like, people get punished for this random thing. So I just Mm -hmm. like, 
I don't know. It's it's another layer of the story I think, that I think is worth I think mentioning. I'm trying to understand your point, but then you talked about how your hair comes in a certain color. Well, yeah, it's like random. So I <laughs> think I it's like related if to that's like as severe as social identities. Um, I think um, it's just like the whole idea of being unlucky. Right. For well, no, like for no good reason. Anyone, though, regardless of your identities, I I can see how that might. But be I think like the related yeah, in some circumstances. It's worth saying like just like the wrong place, wrong time kind yeah. of uh, like scenarios. me as a a white straight female. I would say overall in the world, I have a better, I have an easier life than say, um, an Indian bisexual woman. Actually, not true. In some hair Indian cultures, in America, to be bisexual or to be transgender or to be more androgynous, uh-huh. uh, they would actually value as. Uh, like goddesses or demigods or higher religious people. They were the highest of the hierarchies wow. in indigenous tribes, by the way. Way to go, yeah, fun India. Fact. <laughs> Not in... Oh, I thought you meant like Native American Indian. Oh. <laughs> India, India? No, I don't know about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Isn't it... It's non-social justice-y to say Indian for Native Americans. So I meant I like everyone has Indian for India. Preference. So unless you're willing Asian. to, you know, just call a label as the label you know it as, um, you know, oh God, okay, so here we go, we're going to go into it. No, <laughs> we're not, because it's 32 minutes, okay. so we don't have enough time All right. to go into we this. won't get into it. We'll save All it for Chit Chat Box. That, how do you know if people are offended by the label you give them um, until you ask them their own preferences? Anyways, Well, go here's like a... Well, here's the no, thing that I'll never... It. We'll save it for the chit-chat box. <laughs> okay. Just really quickly, I'll never forget this. I was okay. having like breakfast or lunch with um, uh, my black colleague uh, who was an RA with me. And it was, it was like, I'll never forget this because like families were visiting and eating mm. with their kids as they were touring um, Bursley and whatnot. Mm. And he said like, he was like, I always... He was gosh i wish I, I i hope not to butcher this quote but it was along the lines of whenever i see a black family or sorry whenever i see a white family i always wonder hmm are you racist <laughs> or are you cool mm. and i was like oh my gosh this is something that goes through their heads every single time they like see families or white people or whatever like mm-hmm. and it's just like it was like insight into my own privilege because that's something that I've never had to think about ever in my life like when well, I, I see white families because you can go back and forth uh, because you can treat anyone differently based on their color of the skin right and I understand in an American context there is an emphasis of one way you know where there's a privilege on one side and minority on another side um, but I think the overall lesson is to just hopefully uh, reduce the uh, biases we have uh, for anyone and everyone, um, and then also just you know try not to make assumptions or try not to stereotype and don't um, you know it's the classic don't judge a book by its cover you know mm. you judge the content by character not by the identity of the individual. Well, exactly. So I, I think I, that I would, would be a perfect I would world. Criticize that a little bit, but you it's know, not but. a perfect world. Like there are still, I mean, like racism is still out there like to say that it doesn't exist is to be completely naive and same thing with like sexism and uh i don't know what is i i agree what Um, is lgbtqiaism or something (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think the whole thing um, for me is just emphasizing that discrimination can happen in any direction. It's not just a privilege to minority thing. And I, there's there's complications with the isms because then it only creates a one-way street in which you know you can only be racist if you're white, for example, or you can only be sexist if you're male. Well, you know, uh, whereas, you know why, right? No, I do understand because of the hierarchy and, you know... Uh, because the, the whole world is set to best serve white straight males. benefit from it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying, you know, just... just This is, could be for a whole other episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, though, is that, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter your identity. You can still treat someone differently or in a poor condition due to a difference in identity. It um, doesn't matter if you are white, black... Indian, purple, green, or blue, you know, uh, you can still treat um, someone with any of these Everyone has the capability to be an asshole, poorly. yes. <laughs> and so I think that's, that's, that's a whole thing to look at, too. Um, it's something that has to be holistically done, not just a one-way street done. But isms do exist. That's my last bit. <laughs> because the exist. whole world is set, or America is set to best serve white straight males and everyone else is a minority. Okay. Um, (laughs) the last thing I want to touch on for the lottery is more than beats the eye slash can't judge a book by its cover. We were just talking about this, but, um, I think the whole story is really, really great and impactful because it does have that shock value. Like suddenly Mm -hmm. you're in this like pretty little world and everyone's happy and go lucky and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly you're suddenly they're stoning each other. Um, and I think that's... It's funny how stoning has a different context back in the day. Oh. <laughs> it took me a long... It took me way too long to realize okay, that was a weed joke. Up. What's going on here? What are we doing? Are, are, is final thoughts? This is that is, what we're yeah, talking about Yeah, final here? thoughts. Don't judge a book by its cover. Just be good to everyone. Um... This is a great story. I think it has a lot of meaning and it's applicable today and everyone should read it and everyone should be empathetic and everyone should look beyond surface level stuff. That's my final thought. You, Nate? I did not enjoy the lottery the first time or the second time. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on our socials. No, wait, we got it. Next week's hot topic. (sighs) Next week's hot topic. Okay, I know we were going to talk about the disappointment in life or whatnot. Maybe we should talk about social identities. We we could. Okay, so we were going to talk about discontentment, dissatisfaction in life as I next week. I just think I have so much topic, more to say on that. But we... Well, how about both? We can talk about social identities and discontentment. We won't have enough time for both. <laughs> we'll decide later. But one of them is coming out next week. Also, for February, if you want to be a part of our book club, the next book that we have decided to read is Everything is Fucked, a book about hope. Do you know who it's by? Mark Manson. Mark Manson. So that will be our book for February. The last week is when we do our book club, such as we did today, the lottery. Um, now, any final thoughts other than... <laughs> Other than you didn't like the book. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on our socials at Chatbox Podcast. I'm disappointed. DM us on any platform to see your questions or challenges featured in the show. Finally, if you'd like to support this podcast, please leave your view of the show on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends. And with that... It's either going to be a great time or a great story. See, see you next week, week on Chatbox. On Chatbox.